house kitchen is actually came from uh, like me and my husband. Uh, we call his, uh, each other Mahal. Um, back when we were start dating, uh, people, friends specifically, call us Mahals because it was you know we're starting dating, and so honeymoon stage is like we just still clingy, and so when we're walking in together, they always say like, "Oh, Mahals is coming," and so it kind of just start being like a trademark, like people call us Mahals. Hello, everyone. This is Turuturo, the Filipino restaurant podcast where each week we profile restaurants or food trucks serving delicious Filipino cuisine. This is your host, Jean Caranal, avid home cook and event promoter for the Adobo Throwdown Cooking Competition and Food Expo. Here is part two of our interview with Barbie Puto of Mahal's Kitchen. So RB, I wanted to ask about your buffet. So, so what, do you offer, what, what are the hours of your buffet? Um, yes, for the, our buffet, we do have a buffet all day during the weekends, um, Saturday, Sunday, all day from 11 a.m. all the way till we close 8, 8 p.m. And then during the weekdays from Tuesday through Friday, we do have buffet um, from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. And then after 4 p.m., we shut down buffet, um, starting with the regular dine-in. We start combos, um, uh, just, you know. Just dine in. There's no more buffet. So you have, you have a lunch buffet during the week, and then uh, and then all day buffet on the weekends. Yes. Right. Uh, the difference is um, for the week weekend, uh, it's a bigger buffet, uh, of course, for a little bit higher amount of fries. During the weekdays, it's uh, it's like half of what we serve during the weekend, um, but it's also so much cheaper. We sometimes call it a uh, lunch budget buffets it's like the idea of it the idea behind it is because of our location where we at it's a business area we get a lot of customers that all uh, walks in together like a, a, a group that they they are on either 30 minutes break or one hour lunch and so they want their food grab and go mm -hmm. <laughs> so, that makes sense and, and so I think offering them a smaller buffet, it will give them um, a little bit of options for a cheaper amount of price it, on the budget um, being, you know, just being on lunch um, to be able to, you know, satisfy their their uh, hunger and their cravings as well at the same time. And, and you know, having this all options and not just one thing that what if they don't like it, you know. So how much is the lunch buffet? For our weekdays buffet, it's only twelve ninety nine. Okay. So, um, and it, it uh, even though it's like a half, pretty much half of what we serve during the weekend, it still gives you the options of uh, one dish with fish, uh, one uh, pork, one with beef, one with chicken, one with vegetables. Um, and then uh, at least one appetizer, soup, and then fried rice and steamed rice, and then desserts and fruits. And so it still gave you that options. It's just less of um, like on the weekends is, let's say it has two porks um, and it has this much of chicken and, you know, this much of beef kind of thing. Okay. It says $12.99. That's a really good deal because typically... Yeah. 
a lunch entree, even a lunch combo is like typically like $9. So, yeah. you know, for just three or $4 more, basically you're, you, you eat all you can. And then so it's $12.99 for the uh, lunch buffet. Uh, how much is it for the weekend buffet? Our weekend buffet is $16.99. So it's okay. like $4 difference, but it doubles your options from the what you can have during the weekends. Sure, that's still a very reasonable price. Because typically, you, you see those buffets at the $18.99 range. Yes. And and if people need to understand, and I think they do, um, the uh, customers are very understanding about the pricing. <clears throat> Thank you. Not, <laughs> um, Not all of them. Not all of them. Well, a lot, at least, you know, majority of the uh, our customer that we encounter, they are very uh, understanding how everything after COVID it just went up is everything went through roof and, and then you know and it's just not us um but everywhere so the cost of the food is like you know if we stay from how much it was back before the covid it's just there's no restaurants going to make it <laughs> so what's the biggest challenge about having uh like the, the lunch buffet and then just operating the buffet what are the what are the challenges of operating a buffet versus you know, uh, um, you made to order. Um, it's the pros and cons for both. Because um, we started with just a weekend buffet and just a regular dining on the weekends. And so for us being a new established restaurant that uh, we still have, you know, we, we encounter a lot of times that short of people, or sometimes we have a lot of enough people, but then someone called in. It's just something came up and, uh, you know, cook to order kind of thing. It's like you have to when when someone order, you have to cook it and it takes time. And so if you have a group of people that ordered, it will it will make that time longer than it's already is. Mm -hmm. And so having the buffet, I, I will say the pros of the pros part of it is is the like you don't have to worry so much about their service because they serve their salt. You just sit them, give them their drink and you don't have to worry like so much about them. It, you know, you just have to make sure you have everything on the line and you're okay. Even if you have 10 people walking at the same time. <laughs> so uh, cook to order. Uh, the, the cons about buffet is, you know, um, it's a lot more food that it's coming out then you have to really watch out of how much you put out to make sure that you can make your ways in the very minimal as possible. So okay and so what are what are the cons of, of a buffet? like what are the what are the challenges? The challenges um, it's more of before you open <laughs> and uh, for, uh, in the morning, you know, uh, preparing. It, it's like all the work is like before off, like, you know, before you, you open the door. Um, but then when you open the door, it's all good. Um, challenges is like, uh, uh, I think it's a learning process of uh, better, uh, you know, estimating the thing because it's a trial error. You don't know to begin on a beginner in the beginning how much people are going to be here. And so sometimes you're going to make more than you need. And, and those food that you put out, it's exposed. You cannot put it back. 
So once it's out there, by the end of the day, it's either, you, you know, you get rid of it or you give it to your employee and, you know, not really supposedly that they cannot take it home. <laughs> but, you know, but bottom line is you cannot serve it again because it's been exposed. And on top of that, it's all burnt by the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, because you have, you have to keep it to temperature, right? And because yeah. you have to keep the temperature, it stays warm. It has to stay <laughs> above 130 degrees. So yeah. it, uh, when, when it's dry, there's a reason why it's dry because you came in at 3.30 in the afternoon, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so how do you determine like what goes on the buffet? Um, like, what balance do you have? Do you have to, all right, I need to have this many appetizers. I have to have this many entrees. Then I have to have this many desserts. How do you make that decision? Um, the way I do it is I put, uh, okay, we have to have at least one of each thing. Like, okay, we have to have at least one chicken. We have to have, if it's, if we're talking about a smaller buffet, like yeah. the, so 12 just the typical lunch buffet, yeah, $12.99. Yeah. So uh, we have to have at least, even though it's only $12.99, we have to give options of if for, for some people, what if they don't eat pork? So we we have to make sure that it has seafood, it has um, pork, it has it has the chicken, it has the beef. So even if they only have this much, let's say it's a ten options, it has one each. Not like you know having pork menudo and then you have pork adobo and it's like you have a bunch of pork right there and then you're missing chicken. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how we I, I did how we did on our buffet. And so and then we have to make sure they have at least one appetizer and then they have options of rice and it's just rice is the cheapest thing. So um, just put the rice there anyway, just, you know, at least a steam rice and a fried rice. And then the noodles, the pancetta. We still try to put the popular ones where uh, for us, because the way we, we think of it is once we put it up there, it's there. It, we cannot put it back. So if we can sit people on the buffet, it will save us from waste. So we try to make them eat on the buffet by putting the popular ones. And so it won't get to waste. And so although, however, if they do regular dining, it's actually uh, so much cheaper for us because it's less food they eat as well as, you know, it's more cost. Um, If they order one appetizer and one meal, it's already overlapped that the $12.99 and it's like $15, $16, somewhere right there. But on the other hand, our buffet line is going to get to waste because we cannot put it back. So we always encourage to sit on the buffet rather than doing the regular dining if we have the buffet going. So, okay. and, and I think that- the challenge goes to, so it's, it's like, you know, uh, try to encourage them like, oh, you should try this. <laughs> okay. So how, do, how often do you have to replace, like the, of course you're constantly monitoring what you're in, what the, your, your, uh, the amounts, right? To see if you have to uh, make some more or bring some more from the back. Are you constantly trying to replenish? How often do you have to replenish? Um, for the weekend is more um during the weekdays is not really it's so much slower to compare with uh 
the weekends and so that's why also we decided to have like a bigger during the weekend it's like a family day um so for the weekends i'll i'll say like uh because we we put very little bit of everything Mm -hmm. and so it will keep it warm uh better at the same time if it happens to be in a waste it's not so much so ripples it's about two to three times depending on uh, the the flows of the people coming in but yeah and because it's still um and then when we happen to have to go uh if we just put it there you know it's not drying up as yet and then sometimes we get it from there so it, it like especially for those that they on a rush mm. so i will say about like that two to three and then uh for appetizers we normally just put some when someone walks in because uh, we put lumpia so we all know lumpia it's better served when it's fresh and so we we kind of like count how many people we have sitting and so go from there how many are we going to drop for the line and then if they run out we can always just cook some more yeah and that's a pretty easy cook because it's like two minutes to three yeah. minutes to replenish so that's not that's not hard but coming up with you know uh, a kare kare <laughs> Oh yeah, um, the, 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 the one that is very time consuming because everything is cooked separately. And every time you replace, I have to put them all together and put it there. So yeah. So have you thought about the feasibility of like the business decision of keeping the buffet or I, uh, versus doing uh, doing everything made to order? Is it still worth it that the labor savings you have um, with uh, with the buffet kind of overrides any of uh, the advantages of just purely making made to order? Yeah, I think it's it's kind of even out. Um, it balanced because it's balanced the labor cost. You know, it doesn't require you to have so many people working in the kitchen um, rather than... Uh, having it like cooked to order because you need more people so even though you're putting a little bit more extra towards the food you are actually not you're not paying so much with your labor costs and so it 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 evens out it's just a matter of uh what matters more to you is it more of like you know because the advantage with the plating is you have the chance to make it look nice and pretty you know kind of dress the plate when they get to the table unlike the buffet it's like you know they just put it on the plate and they eat it but they do it themselves so it doesn't matter so uh, but yeah it evens out uh it's less stressful having the buffet like i said it's just busy before you open the door because you have to cook everything and set it up. Um, but once it's set all set up, you open the door and you, you don't replace the food anyway, all at the same time. It's kind of one at a time kind of thing. And um, it's just so much easier. Okay. And then again, what's the most popular in the buffet? The most popular, it, I don't know why, but Adobo is just number one all the time, buffet or not buffet. <laughs> um, Lumpia, our number one seller. Um, 
chicken adobo, pork adobo, and pancit. That okay. is like the number one. It doesn't matter how slow we get, let's say, uh, what this weather that we have uh, last few uh, last month or so, when it get really, really cold, when there's almost no customer. Um, I don't, I think it was last month when that happened. It's like icy, cold outside yep. and nobody wants to drive. It doesn't matter how slow we get. The adobo, pancit, and lumpia will get sell. <laughs> it's like those are the ones that it will never get zero. So the so I wanted to ask you about the adobo, your adobo recipe. Uh, is that something that you perfected yourself, or was it something that it was handed down to you? Like, how did you develop your uh, your recipes for for those big three? How did you develop your recipes for the pork? adobo, chicken adobo, and the pancit? It's kind of one of those that I study myself. Um, it's I learned from friend. And then this is what I pick up from this person. I pick up from this person. And I thought they're both good. And I put it together. Oh, and I tried. Uh, I, I'm a food lover. I eat so much, um, go out a lot. Um, my husband is the same way. And his mom is a good cook. Um, and so it just, we always experiment. It's, it it kind of turned into a habit of like, okay, let's try this, let's try that. And so it became a habit of ours that when we taste, and this is even before the restaurant happened. And so we just like to experiment. And, and until now we have the restaurant, we even have a bigger kitchen to, to even experiment more. <laughs> and so we kind of like every day we, we tried something different and we add something to like, how can we improve this? And so, yeah. <laughs> okay. And so, so that's what you did for both the, all the, the two adobos and the pancit was just through, uh, experimentation and uh, until you tweak it until you get the you dialed it in right yes and 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 uh it's i just like come out with my own recipe it's but yes experiment is number one uh number another is you know friends that cooks um and then you know asking questions is the biggest thing because if you just watch video on youtube will say um it's it's gonna tell you the step, but it won't tell you the secret. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it that's kind of like the thing that when you ask people around, that's what you um what you learn more to like to enhance the taste of what you already know the process kind of thing. Okay. So is, do you have a dish that is uh, very unique? To your restaurant that you feel like it's different from other Filipino restaurants? Um, I will say is the menudo. Okay. Uh, my menudo, it's always been my recipe. Um, it, it's something that it, it's always been my favorite. It's like, um, I remember back home, at, uh, you know, in the Philippines, it's always served on uh, any special locations. It's never off menu. It's like on fiesta, mm -hmm. weddings and things like that. So 
it's something that I always look forward. And when I got here in the United States, it's like, you know, I, I want to make sure I know that because um, I, I crave for a lot for that. And so that is something that um, I I specialize like, you know, in that, that I it, it, it's just a, a lot of things that, you know, the marinating, that the um it's just all that the um i learned so a lot of a lot of work goes into it it's a, it's yeah. a, a labor of love yes and i think that's like one of my specials um uh, even before we opened the restaurants that's the dish that always get ordered for me okay. uh, beside the lumpia so, uh, yeah. i have customers that that before we open the restaurant that know me for that like th that's what they know me for okay. and um and then just just to, so just to clarify for those who do, who do not know this is the this is not the menudo from the mexican cuisine. this is filipino menudo which is traditionally this is pork right you you make it with pork Yes, yes, okay. uh, pork belly, and if you don't have problem with liver, uh, I highly recommend because <laughs> it cooks with the pork liver as well. Um, okay. And and that's one more thing. Um, the menudo being on the menu, a lot of Mexicans are actually surprised. Like I have some customers that um, they will order it just because they are so curious about what it is. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they're like, you know, thinking like you know how we are so similar with mexicans okay so you so you part a little bit about the filipino culture with your uh, customers yes yes uh, a lot of uh, filipino culture uh, goes on to our restaurants our goal is to be able to you know kind of give them the taste of home being here in the United States and for the, um, uh, you know, for our, uh, specifically for Filipino customers, like, you know, to give them the taste of home, make them feel like they're on the Philippines for a little bit, at least during the, the, the meal. Um, and then for Americans, uh, customers is to kind of show them, I like some idea of what it is back there. Okay. Like, so what, for, what for your, for your American customers, do they ask other questions outside of the food? Do they ask about the culture yeah. at all? Okay. Oh, yes, they do. Um, like, you know, um, for things like the places, um, like what to visit there, um, what's the popular, because it's like for some people that they, they've been thinking of um, visiting uh, Philippines, but they kind of, you know, they're scared of what to expect because uh, a lot of times it only shows the bad part of the Philippines. Yeah. They don't know the good side of it. And so they ask questions, is it true that it's Philippines is like this and that? And I'm like, you know, for a bad side of it, you know, that's not just Philippines. I think every corner of each um, country has a bad side, but Philippines is not all that. Um, we have so many good places to go and anywhere in the country has a good food that it's authentic for itself. Like, you know, um, it, it's like their own way of cooking because we are so regional kind of uh, people that um, each places make it differently and good in its own way. Okay. 
So anywhere you go, it's a different experience. So which and, region are you, are you from? Huh? What, uh, what, which region are you from? Yes, uh, I am from Cavite, Philippines. So we're like the next province after Manila. So. Wait, Cher, aren't you from Cavite? Yes. Yes, I'm from Cavite also. Yeah. Nice, nice yeah. to meet you. <laughs> yeah, we came, we, we went to the Philippines. We actually visited, uh, we went to Tagaytay and then met up with Shara. And uh, this was uh, a, a couple of months ago. And uh, the, I had not gone to the Philippines since 2019. And a lot <laughs> changed between 2019 and this year. It seems like there's a lot more people are uh, businesses and people are a lot more mindful about tourism. So everything's geared towards tourism. This is the best time to go to the Philippines because they are very, uh, everybody's very friendly. Everybody's very tourist friendly. All, you know, all the businesses are really, they're really catering to tourists. That is a wonderful time to go. Yeah, I can't wait to go back. That is very nice. It made me excited. <laughs> yeah. What was the last time you were back in the Philippines? It was actually 2019, so that's what you yeah, said. Right, yeah. I need to see that. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Things have changed. Um, I think they used COVID to kind of help rebuild. Like during that time, everything was shut down. So they really had no choice, but they, they work a lot more on the infrastructure. And then something happened with the tourism. It was It's completely different. It is like every uh, before you used to worry about, you know, getting getting ripped off or, or people being... Um, it wasn't as welcoming as when we when we uh, uh, when we visited two months ago. It's like completely different. It was just so refreshing to see everything was was catered to the tourist. You know, the people are, are are really making that investment, so they want tourists to come back. So wow. yeah, if you, I highly recommend uh, RB whenever you can to go to to, to visit. Because yeah, there's a, there's so many changes. Everything's it, everything's a lot nicer. Uh, you know, the, the plates are a lot nicer, and there's so much. There's so many restaurants. There's so much good food. It's amazing. That's so nice. You you should have. Uh, you must have tried the bulalo. You went to Tagaytay. Yep, we sure did. Shara <laughs> hooked us up with the best place for the bulalo. And then all these wonderful, we had the best view. She hooked us up with the best view of the city. Uh, we went to this dessert place. We had the uh, the ube champurado. I'd never had that before with dangit. It was awesome. So Shara hooked us up. That is nice. Well, believe it or not, I've been wanting to go. Well, maybe when I find that, that's someone that I can live in a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, uh, yeah, just one year but, from now, hopefully okay. I'll be able to leave the restaurant to someone. <laughs> what do you and, miss the most uh, from the Philippines? What I miss the most? Yep. Uh, I wouldn't say the food. It used to be the food, but no, not really. Because I feel like right here, you know, we I, I can eat them anytime I want. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, what I miss the most is, yeah, maybe the culture itself. I used to go almost every single year until 2019. After COVID hit, it stopped me there. And I haven't been back. And 
supposed to be coming back this year, but then, you know, yeah, the restaurant happened. And so I don't think we can do it this year. Um, but I really miss the culture. And so that's what I, I'm trying to bring here. So how, how, you, how are you doing that? How are you, are you trying to do that in your restaurant? Yes, um, like uh, karaoke, you know, the, the the culture itself. It's not a party without karaoke. That's yep. how we do it. Um, uh, we don't we don't have a set a karaoke night as yet, but uh, probably after this month, uh, later on the, down the, the road, it's just our weekends has been busy this month. And so our target is Saturdays, but uh, since we're so busy this month, um, maybe later on, we can have like a specific day for everybody, but it's always on anytime it's requested. So we have customer just go there and just have some snack, have some halo halo and some fish balls and um, just request for karaoke and they just sing there on a corner. <laughs> so, um, so that's what I want to bring here. And then like, you know, the the yeah the culture itself i will say um you know the people getting together and so believe it or not on our busy days we still manage to have some fun after hours we have friends over you know and a restaurant and just have some couple of shots here and there and just just gathering and just yeah. like how we do it there um things like that and um yeah, thank goodness we have now like, you know, some festivals here that kind of help that because um, th that's what I bring. I, I There is no place like home. It's just it's hard to, you know, like, how can you bring everything here? <laughs> but yeah, a little bit of time. So and then I, I, I should have asked you this before, but who come up? Who came? How'd you come up with the name for your restaurant? Mahal's Kitchen. Good question. <laughs> well, my house kitchen is actually came from uh, like me and my husband. Uh, we call each other Mahal. Um, back when we were start dating, uh, people, friends specifically call us Mahals because it was, you know, we're starting dating. And so honeymoon stage is like we just still clingy. And so when we're walking in together, they always say like, oh, my house is coming. And so it kind of just start being like a trademark, like people call us my house because we call each other my house. It's just we're too clingy. And so uh, even other people like friends call us a hey, Mahal, like even though they know my name is Arby, but because my, me and my other half call each other Mahal, they call us that too, <laughs> just to kind of mess with us. And so um, that's how we came up with the name. Well, that's good. And then you, you, uh, um, you know, I, I like the way you decorated your restaurant. It, is uh there's it, it's got a, a homey feel but it's also very there's a part of very minimalist so it's very clean so there's not a whole lot of clutter uh, unlike you see a lot of other filipino restaurants there's you know there's like boxes all over the place it says not as well kept yours is very uh is very organized um and i, I like the way so use some kind of uh, some neon lighting, just very small touches of neon lighting that just adds 
is it just uh, adds a sense of style. So I really like the the inside of your restaurant. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we tried to make it as less cluttered as possible. Um, we actually have like you know um, like boxes, um, LBZ box, but we tried to hide that. Yeah, the so <laughs> boxes. As much as possible, when it get dropped, it need to get going like as, as soon as the next day, or we put it somewhere that it's not you know like the cluttered. Um, we put on one side and like anything that it doesn't necess necessary need. I believe it or not, our table used to be just an empty table. Just nothing on the table because I, I just I hate cluttered personally. <laughs> so, but you know, it's like getting feedback. Uh, it's kind of it's it's kind of a little depressing, and so we have to add a little bit more to it. And so we put like centerpiece and that that uh, salt and pepper and like napkins to kind of just put add colors as well. And so, and we we try to make it as neat as it, as possible, um, you know. And I think that kind of helps with advertising as well of what we're trying to be because we do a lot of events. We want our restaurant to be presentable as every you know every day. And so when we people, you can do your party here. It invites them like, oh, I would love my party to happen here because it's pretty. Yep, we had our party there with the Philippine American Chamber of Commerce. So um, <laughs> we had our holiday party there. So we had uh, we were trying to find a, a, a place, and I remember that uh, yeah, I, I had gone to your place maybe a, a couple of weeks before that, and they said you know I recommended to our, our our board, and uh, we decided to have the holiday party at your place. Everybody, great time. It was good food and uh, you know good location and and, uh, and everybody it was all everybody was entertained so we had a fantastic time of course you had the karaoke machine so so people started singing so you know just being true filipinos so it was a wonderful time i highly recommend uh um you know having a function at your restaurant uh, yeah speaking of your restaurant yeah. so the style so who came up with the style who's in charge of decorating I do. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Turuturo, the Filipino restaurant podcast. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Salamat po at magkita tayo sa susunod. Thank you so much, and I'll see you in the next episode. That was part two of our interview with Arby Puto Mahal's Kitchen. On the next episode of the Turuturo podcast, I know this just to say you no know, um he's colorblind so he's one okay. of those doesn't care about colors so it's kind of whatever I put there it's good <laughs> so he let me decide to whatever I put there because he doesn't he he can't see colors correctly and uh for, for those things so <laughs>